just the values, knowing what you believe in. I cannot tell you the number of people who I've said, what are your values? I don't know. Mm. So when you don't know what you believe in because you don't know who you are, because you're not seeking God, you're going to live what I call accidental living. That's like oops living. Like, oops, this happened today. There's no intentionality to how you get up in the morning. And become very, very reactive, right? Yes, very reactive. There's no proactive measures, anything. When That was Latara Venice. After losing her business in 1997 and becoming homeless, she went on an 11-year journey of depression, anger, bitterness, and unforgiveness that taught her the value of soul-prosperous living. In February 2008, as her heaviest weight of 360 pounds, in the midst of emotionally, mentally, and spiritually abusive marriage. With her kids in the next room, she tried to take her own life. That was her rock bottom and the reason why today she believes in laughing, loving, and living each day to the fullest. Today, she is the story behind Cutter Your Soul because she has learned the value of soul well cuddled. She decided to take her ashes and trade them from God's beauty. The result has been her own story of building a lifestyle of soul care, becoming a healing resources for many and a successful business. You can find her any day walking out habits of healing and helping others to do the same. And just for all the information, you can obviously visit the show note afterwards. Now, in this episode, in the time of recording, the whole wide world that we are facing a chiral moment. We are dealing with the coronavirus and all the uh, consequences of it. So I did not plan to actually interview Latara in this specific time, but you know what? As usual, God knows the best, right? So in this episode, we will hear her journey and why she started The Color Your Soul. And we also, we dive deeper, really discuss about the application and the meaning of the Bible verse, the third John chapter 1, verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, let's check with Latara. Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Katie Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Welcome to the show, sister. Hey. It's <laughs> <laughs> so happy that you are here today. I'm glad to be here, Kelly. Well, in the uh, introduction section, I already uh, tell everybody how awesome you are. But we always will prefer that, you know, uh, that yourself 
that leaders that share with us that their own journey. So tell us a little bit about you know uh, your journey until now and what prompt you to uh, do what you're doing now. Hmm. Um, my journey is, gosh, there's so many layers to it. So, <laughs> um, but my journey really, it is a journey of um, mental illness, um, healing, and freedom. Uh, and I, it started, and if I were to talk about like, especially leading up to where I am today, in 1997, I went into a depression. Didn't even know I was depressed. Uh, and it lasted for about a good 10 or 11 years. And um, through that depression, I ended up in a pretty bad marriage and uh, very abusive mentally, emotionally, <laughs> all of the above, except physically. Never hit me, but everything else was like I was getting hit all the time. And um, I was in business at the time as well. And so going through the whole process of this whole mental illness thing, it really took me to a place of to a place where eventually I tried to take my life in 2008. That was a moment of clarity for me, even though it took a while for me to get clear, I knew something wasn't right. I tried to take my life with my kids in the next room Mm. and, and I knew something wasn't right. And, um, it was actually my 15 year at the time. He's 27 now who came in and took the scissors out of my hands. And that's when I really knew we got to get something together here. So over a period of time, beginning to get myself together, I was in Chicago at the time. I moved here to Oklahoma with my mother, not knowing she was my saving grace in so many ways. And um, eventually I did leave the abuse and found myself again, took some time. Um, At the time I was doing brand marketing. Then I met Shea Vines. And and Shea Vines kind of did something different to me. Um, and began to mentor me and really helped me to shift who I was. And before I knew it, not only did I shift, but my business shifted too. Um, that's the short of my journey. And my business shifted and I got in, I became this soul care provider with this business, Color Your Soul. And um, don't know, it totally was God, Kelly, totally God. This is like this whole different it's totally God. I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, so a question, though, I'm sure that maybe can you elaborate a little bit more? Uh, what do you mean, color your soul? Okay, so I didn't understand color your soul really until the last couple of years. God gave it to me in 2015. And in 2015, I went through a process of my mom having a stroke. And I think three months later, our house caught on fire. And then my nephew was murdered eight days later. So all of this transition happening, and I'm still trying to run a business. God had gave me Color Your Soul in April. And this was September. And um, I remember when I got the words Color Your Soul, I instantly contacted my friend Tony. And I was like, what does this mean? And she said, I don't know, but put it to the side. Because if God gave it to you, it's something that he needs for you to do. But I had to go through a process myself. So of course... My mom having a stroke, a house fire, we lost everything. And then my nephew dying just eight days later, there was a lot of devastation in our family. A lot of stuff was going on, a lot of depression, not just in me, but in my kids and my mom, my sister, we lived with her. Um, She was the one who had lost her son. So all of this depression and all of this, just this mental mass of mess happening. And um, 
that's when Igniters started, for those who know what the Igniters program is. That's when I started the program Igniters. And I remember thinking, I don't think I'm supposed to do this because it's too much going on, God. I don't think I'm supposed to do this. And I remember Shay contacting me and she said, are you going to do this? And I was like, yeah, I just felt God say go. And in the process of working just through that, learning how to hear the Holy Spirit, I began to hear God for my soul. I thought I was there for business, but God was like, no, you're here so I can work on your heart. And that whole process just began to shift me. And that was 2015. In 2016, when we moved here in this house, um, there was a, a sign to me from God with these trees in the backyard. And the trees was every tree I ever wanted on a piece of property. It's like, if I ever own a piece of property, I want this kind of tree. I wanted a magnolia. I wanted hibiscus. I wanted a crepe myrtle. Every single tree was in the back. I wow. Like, Whoa, wait a minute, God. <laughs> it was almost like, this is a healing place for you. And there was a space for me to have a garden. And as I was gardening, I was talking to God and my garden flourished. It was just so beautiful what happened in that first year. And then that's when Color Your Soul came back to me. And I was like, wait a minute, he's coloring my soul so that I can learn how to color other people's souls. So he taught me a process of, I call it a lifestyle of soul care, because that's really what coloring your soul is about. It's learning how to tend to your soul, because we don't do that. We talk about self-care. We talk about self-love, but we don't talk about soul care. Um, and we don't really understand what it is. I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know it was a biblical concept until I started researching. And when I had the term color your soul, I was like, I get it. Color your soul is really about learning how to do those things that matter most. Putting into place what matters. It wasn't about my job. It wasn't about the money I was making. It wasn't about the money I wasn't making. It was about how was I living for God because he gave me the soul. This is how we live. Our soul is our life. He blew breath into us. And that is how we live. So I, had the, I started this whole process for myself. And then I found out, wait a minute, this is how I'm supposed to be teaching other people. And so I said, okay, God, show me the whole process. What is it? And he just gave me these keys. And he said, you've been doing it all along. You've been doing it all. You've been doing this for yourself. You've been doing it for your family. I mean, just through all different kinds of things like therapy and, and, and just learning how to love each other different because that, that brings a lot of stress. When you lose a lot at one time, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of snapping. There's a lot of things that happen. And I was like, we're just surviving. But when you put soul care into place, you learn how to thrive. So that's what Color Your Soul is really all about, teaching people a lifestyle of soul care because we don't thrive by our businesses. We thrive by how we live from the soul. Exactly. So, you know, I'm sure that uh, probably everybody is kind of familiar with this verse, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Yes. Health and just as your soul prospers. Mm -hmm. And at the time of recording, the whole wide world now we are dealing with the coronavirus. Yes. And so it's, I think, uh, yes, we are dealing with a health issue, but I think mm -hmm. uh, the whole thing, the bigger problem is actually the soul yes. issue. It's a soul issue. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, because the uh, enemy uh, tried very, very hard mm -hmm. uh, to use different kinds of ways and then to uh, spread the fear. 
Yes. Uh, he's an, I am not, I want to make this super, super clear. I am not saying that, I'm not saying that we should uh, ignore all the things, what, sh- what we should be doing mm-hmm. for our physical health. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, our physical health is so tightly knit with our soul health, right? Mm-hmm. So, Latara, so uh, I'm sure now the uh, the listeners or the the the, uh, the viewers, when they uh, up to this point, they'll be very curious about that. Can you tell us? I know it's probably it's not a simple process, and I could imagine this is probably is a very bespoken, individualized mm-hmm. process. But can you share with us? Maybe there are some. Um, just a few simple steps that, mm-hmm. especially like in this kind of time, that mm-hmm. if let's say if I come to you today, say, mm-hmm. "Hey, uh, I I gone through a lot of uh, trauma. I gone through a lot of situation. Uh, what will be some simple thing that we can get start with some some uh, practical steps?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 I love that you you said that, Kelly. And I also want to kind of just piggyback really quickly on that scripture about the soul prospering. When God showed me that scripture, I was like, "Wait a minute!" But if our soul isn't prospering, then how are we going to prosper anywhere else, right? And that's one of the things that color your soul really finds itself doing is like you want to thrive, get your soul right. So I just yes. want to kind of pick that up because we read that and it just kind of skips by us. But there's some meaning to paying attention to: is my soul really prospering? Yeah, that's yeah. important um, because a lot of times it's not. But to what you said, when people come to me, um, again, there are so many layers to healing. But what God gave me when he showed, told me to write down my process, write down how you've done it. There's like these 12 keys I teach and I won't go through all 12 keys because if you get the first five, they're very practical. And the other seven will just kind of flow. It's just like you just begin to just walk in them anyway. And those first five are to uh, steep your life. That's Matthew 6, 33, learning how to steep your life in his, in his reality, his initiative, and his provision. And, um, and if you think it's, it's the seek ye first scripture, right? Steep your life is from uh, the message version, which I love. It opened up. Wow, that's what it means to seek God. Okay, so really, <laughs> if you have a, because I mean, for years I struggled with, Seeking God. Okay, well, what does it mean to seek the kingdom? I pray, I worship, I do. What does it mean? And the way that Eugene, I always say Eugene, the way Eugene broke that down in the message, it makes perfect sense. It's like, I want to high five him because I'm like, this is it. And so when you learn how to do those three things um, of of steeping your life in his reality, which is his truth and not yours, Mm -hmm. in his initiative, what he has already established because your story has already been written. You don't have to rewrite it. You don't have to add to it. You just have to walk in it. Um, and then his provision, which is not necessarily about money, is because kingdom math is way different than ours. It's and way so, wider than that. Yes. Way wider than a dollar. And when you do that, you really don't have to worry about anything. There's like this peace that passes all understanding. So that's the first thing I began to teach people is how to get into God, how to really get into him. Um, and then the second thing is, and if, if you notice when I say them, they go in order. It's your identity. And I know you and I kind of chatted about that for a minute. Know who you are, not by your personality type, not by the spiritual gifts that you have, not by if, you're in, if you have a five-fold ministry. 
um, uh, mantle, none of that. That's not it. It's about who God created you to be and about the fact that you are the righteousness. You're his right. He loves you and you are loved to him. You really are. And when people begin to see that, they're like, wow, okay, wait a minute. He sees me in this way. I really am that loved. It begins to kind of open them up to the next part, which is the values, knowing what you believe in. I cannot tell you the number of people who I've said, what are your values? I don't know. Mm. So when you don't know what you believe in because you don't know who you are, because you're not seeking God, you're going to live what I call accidental living. That's like oops living. Like, oops, this happened today. There's no intentionality to how you get up in the morning. And become very very reactive, right? Yes, very reactive. There's no proactive measures, anything. When I was coming out of, um, after I tried to commit the suicide, I had to learn to become more proactive because that was a reactive measure. There was Mm. nothing proactive about that. And so when people begin to know what they believe in, then they know the next part, how to prioritize it. Because values and priorities, they go together. If, if I always tell business owners, if you set goals without looking at your values, you're prioritizing wrong. Mm-hmm. Because one of my values is family. And I travel a lot. But I can't travel. I have to schedule it around. My family matters. So no, I can't go a whole lot. I don't travel any more than maybe twice a month. But that's because what I understand my value. I can prioritize it well. And when you know your priorities, that fifth one is needs. You know what you need. Whew, we really have a problem with that one, especially women. And that's who I work with more than anybody else is women. And when I say, what do you need? It's just like the values. I don't know what I need. But yeah. guess what? I didn't know what I needed at one time because I didn't know I wasn't seeking God properly. I really wasn't steeping my life in him. I was just going to church, reading my Bible, you know. No relationship, just religion, which is the difference. Um, and then I started to find out who I was. And I was like, wow, this girl is pretty, she's pretty cool. You know, I like her. Let's, <laughs> I kind of like her. Let's love on her a little bit. Yes. And by loving myself, I was able to put some values in place because I had no values, which means I had no boundaries. So I had no pri- no priorities, which means my decision-making was so poor. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at those five, that's so practical because God is practical. I don't know why people think God is not practical. He's supernaturally practical. He really is. God is more practical than we give him credit for. We want him to be this, you know, imaginary heebie-jeebie person in the sky. And that's not who he is. <laughs> right? Because wisdom gives us practical steps to moving. And so when I teach people those five concepts, they're like, wow, wait a minute, my life is really shifting. Well, yeah, because you know God, you know who you are. And when you know who you are, you're going to know what you believe. And when you know what you believe, you won't compromise what matters most. And then you'll be able to express your needs. That's powerful. And when I wrote the 12 keys, I didn't even see the first five as like this kind of like this, the law, like this Torah of soul care, right? So exactly. that's how I walk people through. I give them that five steps and I see where they're, the, where they're struggling most and I help to build that stuff out so that they're thriving and not just surviving. Exactly. So 
I'm so glad that you you say that. And please, I mean, we're gonna put all those in show notes. So okay. later on, I will ask Latara to give uh, to to write down for me. And so also the maybe a one key phrase after each word. So mm-hmm. then we have a clear, and then we'll put her website everything there. It's interesting when you are you are uh, describing those five. You know where I where what I thought about. I right away thought about what the world system mm-hmm. we do it totally the opposite way around, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? We totally we say like because uh, uh, in my community that if you guys I mean uh, follow me a while you know I'm very big on the identity aligned success. Yes. So what Latara say it basically is align everything, align everything with what what I've been preaching mm-hmm. for. So. So, but uh, you see what she said, it's, if you don't know who you are, you wouldn't know your value. And then you wouldn't uh, go on to, you know, the, the, the rest, you won't be able to proactive and mm-hmm. therefore you do a poor decision and therefore you're going to have a, a wrong outcome. I mean, the outcome you actually not mm-hmm. desire for. Mm-hmm. But see, the problem is, um, Oftentimes, what we encounter or in the world or system is, let's figure out what result you want. Mm-hmm. And then let's figure out, oh, uh, this is uh, XYZ formula. Mm-hmm. You should follow to do it, mm-hmm. right? And then after we do it, and then we just kind of start to allow different kind of friction mm-hmm. uh, happening because that doesn't align. We figure, oh, actually, that doesn't align with my value. Mm-hmm. Just like what she said, her value, one of her key values family. Mm-hmm. So, so let's say if you are, uh, whether a job or you have your own business and then you, you start to figure out actually travel so much and then you start have a friction at home yes. and the relationship start to have a problem, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then you struggle and now that moment you any decision you make become very reactive and sometimes yes. very damaging. So yes. you basically put yourself in the very wrong cycle mm-hmm. to run it through, right? So curious, Lantara. So as your amazing story, your journey up till now, people often just ask me, that, they ask me the same uh, question all the time is, when mm. you were in your rock bottom, mm. What enlightened you that moment to come out? What would you say? Um, I always tell, it's, it's strange how God works, right? You see, I, I like fashion. You see that, right? So, so when I came here, I was at my heaviest weight. I was 300 and almost 360 pounds. Um, and I was just like super depressed. And one day my mom, we were going somewhere and she said, come on, I'm going to take you to this dollar jewelry store because I'm my mama's child. My mom and my daddy and they dressers, they just fashionable. She said, come on, it's real nice. And I had never been to a dollar jewelry store and I had been in a, a relationship where just it was horrible. Couldn't hardly shop for nothing. So she took me in there and she just was like, just get what you want. And I just started looking at earrings again. I hadn't worn earrings in almost 10 years because he didn't like jewelry. He didn't want none of that. And I started getting jewelry. And believe it or not, that was a moment of clarity for me. It was like, where have you been, Latara? Mm. <laughs> where have you been? 
And I remember I was in the corner jury store and I started crying. My mother didn't see it because she just, she don't do good with tears. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) she just does it. And I was like, oh my God, wait a minute. I lost myself somewhere. Mm. I've got to find myself again, God. Can you help me find myself? I didn't even, I mean, it was a moment of just again in a jewelry store and God showing me some jewelry, which I love and saying, look how much I love you. Yes. (laughs) Right. That was the moment. I'm so glad you share this, you know, um, because every time when people ask me that question, I think what they are, that what they were expecting is like, maybe there's a, you know, a moment of, uh, angel sings, yeah. uh, a sky open, <laughs> that kind of things. And, and that, that also kind of circle back mm-hmm. moments ago, we mentioned guys are very practical, you know, yeah. uh, I always say that, you know, uh, remember Jesus is, you know, he's Jewish and he's just super good with the numbers. So mm-hmm. I just don't want to understand why people, when you have a business meeting, you don't invite him in. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he, he really doing well, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but for your moments, that uh, in the jewelry store, that I think that was spoke to so many our female uh, mm-hmm. listeners right now. Mm-hmm. I think for those of you that that us that we are we are women, we are wife, we are parent. Mm-hmm. I think after we after we end our single life, meaning after before you you marry before you become parent. It seems that sometimes if we're not careful, a pieces of self yes. got lost. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of uh, uh, ladies now can relate to this. I remember mm-hmm. for years, we just be called, oh, you are XYZ's mom, mm-hmm. or you are XYZ, your missus, so-and-so, yes. right? <laughs> and I have those moments. So I have mm-hmm. those moments like, you know, before we were single, you, you, I was working in the corporate, so then you, you will pay attention to yourself. and. And I remember after the first child and then, you know, you try to recover and then you look yeah. at everything in the mirror, nothing feedback <laughs> to the body. <Yeah. laughs> then you start to lose yourself and then depression start to hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, this thing is also real, guys. Yes. But so I real. think we don't have enough people mm-hmm. to share about this. It yeah. seems that when, you know, people see us out there are well put together and, mm. uh, uh, you kind of have a false, uh, uh, false reputation that people thought, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you guys are all good. You know, you, mm-hmm. you guys are strong. No, that's not the case. No, <laughs> not the case. Not hard, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I would say before we wrap up, if I ask you say in this very special time that what we are facing right now mm-hmm. and uh, what were you share uh, a tip or two, maybe for family, maybe for uh, uh, especially for mothers or as a parent, mm-hmm. and how do they navigate this specific, you know, special time? Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, have you figured I use a special time? I need not necessarily say this is a terrible time because right, right now we look at this Yes, it seems it's terrible. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I, I'm, I'm not playing down the seriousness of a situation. Mm-hmm. However, we all know 
uh, we need to ascend it to our rightful place and and look at what, what look at the much bigger picture and a lot of things we probably don't understand just yet right this moment mm-hmm. but in this special time what would you say a lot of people because we all need to stay home yeah socially distance and that kind of things what can we how can we, maybe you can give us some tips or encouraging words how to mm-hmm. navigate through this time yeah i've been talking to a lot of people just over the last week and um I want to give some very practical tips. And one of the yes. things is when people say I'm scared, I say, okay, acknowledge your fear because it shows that you're aware. Fear mm-hmm. brings away, it's like, okay, I'm scared. What's happening? Pay attention to it, but don't own it. If that makes sense. Don't own your fear. Don't own the anxiety. Deal with it. And if you have kids, can you give them permission to, to deal with it? Um, every night before you go to bed or in the morning, have a conversation. How are you feeling? Where are you at? Um, and figure out some ways that you can do some things. One of the things with soul care is learning how to be creative, right? Find some creative avenues, paint. My son and I are getting ready to do the raised beds, do home, make raised beds from scratch. Cause he's a great builder. My 16 year old, we're ready to work on the garden. He's getting ready to write. He's a musician. He's getting ready to write his first piece. I've challenged him to write a piece of music. So involve the whole family in what's happening and don't panic. And I'm going to make a joke here and stop going to buy all the toilet paper. We need toilet paper. So stop yes. doing that. <laughs> right? Because that's a panic mode and it's not trusting God. Exactly. When you go and you pour it like that, that's not putting trust in what God can do because God can do tremendously more than what we give him credit for. Right. Yeah. Um, and we have to learn how to um, be strategic in these moments. Mm-hmm. And, and strategic is not hoarding, it's not panicking, um, and it's not giving way to your fear. I saw somebody say the other day, I'm leaning into my anxiety. And I said, that's crazy. Don't lean into your anxiety. You lean into faith, right? Yes. And faith is practical, you all. It's messy, but it's practical. And so learn how to activate it, just these simple ways, by making sure you're aware of why you're scared and what's happening around you and do something to ease your brain from all the mass mess and get off of social media and stop watching the news all day long. That helps too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I think, um, a much, you know, 3000 feet. Okay. Uh, angle. Um, this probably is not the last, battle we have to fight yeah. okay until jesus comes and that's the that probably is a fact i, I would say that's a fact mm-hmm. and uh, um as christians or kingdom uh, people uh mm-hmm. in the end of the day you know are we really so surprised what is going uh revelation um you know kind of already tell us yes in the end time and of course I'm not saying it's easy. Of course it's not. Mm-mm. However, if we have that in mind, uh, we also know that, you know, God is still God. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I love what you say about the creativity. And, you know, in this time, I think the worst thing is to keep your kids at home. And no matter yes. what age you're there. I mean, my 21 and 18 still drive me nuts. <laughs> I trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
somehow, you know, I keep them occupied. And I think I love how you say about conversation. I think, you know, to try to like put a problem, I, you know, get them under the rock. That doesn't work, mm-hmm. really. It doesn't work. Yeah, it, it, we have to just face it head on and, mm-hmm. and talk about it. Um, and uh, uh, and that's get together. And really, I think, I, I, I'm sure that probably Latara uh, will agree with on this. Really practice about compassion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Compassion to not only others, but compassion to self mm-hmm. uh, in this moment's time. Yes. Yes. Okay, before we wrap up, I want to uh, remind you guys that go to the uh, show notes. We have those uh, Latara's practical steps. We're going to put it there. Also, she finished her book. Yeah. We just have to wait till I don't know when she's going to publish it. Now, probably I cannot wait to read her book. Do you know any plan? I mean, the, the around which months or anything like that? Or, um, well, um, it will be live in um, probably April. Probably April. April, the mid April, um, it'll be live. And actually, I'm going to put it up pre-sale this coming weekend. So, okay, okay, um, it'll be on pre-sale, and it is a great workbook to work your way through these tell five us, things I'm talking about. Yeah, tell us, tell us about the book, the, the okay, name so of the book and what, what's about the book. The book, um, it was actually a stretch and a challenge. Y'all always hear me talk about Shay Bynes because she stretches me every day. And um, Okay, Shay, I'm going gonna, I gonna to charge you uh, the, yeah. a sponsor fee of this podcast yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> but she stretched me to write this. And um, it's a workbook where I take those five frameworks that we talked about, that whole framework, and I call them functional focuses in business, right? Because God is shifting color your soul where I'm really working with entrepreneurs, um, CEOs, and it's, it's just a trip how he's changing this whole thing around. And um, we take those five functional focuses and really teach you how to apply them to your business. So how do I apply Seek Him First, my identity? my values, my priorities, my needs. How do I shift that into my business? Because one of the things that I teach um, in Soul and Heart in Business, and it's called Soul and Heart, Soul and Heart in Business, Restructuring and Reframing the Kingdom Way. And so one of the things I teach people is you're the one who shows up in your business. That's it. You you show up. No matter what you think, no matter what mask you put on, you are going to show up in your business. So how do you want to show up for yourself, your team, and the people you serve. So that's what this book is going to help you to do, kind of reset the foundation of your business so you're not doing it so much the world's way, but you're doing it more God's way because when God works with you, he's going to start at the heart level. He's not going to start with your business. He's going to start with your heart. And so that's what the workbook does. It'll walk you through that whole process. Awesome. So yeah, yeah so I I will grab her link. I will grab her link. And so i uh, and we will put in the show notes everything for you guys. So thank you so much, Latara, for today. Come on the show. Thank you, Kelly. This was great. Thank you so much. <laughs> you are so welcome. Did you enjoy the episode? I hope so. It's a pretty raw conversation, but it's much needed in this time. So for all the show notes and also Latara's links, it's all ready for you at kellybother.com forward slash 0A2. Again, that's kellybother.com forward slash 0A2. Are you one of the Christian leaders that you would like to stand out 
establish your own blue ocean and create a profitable business you love and totally identity aligned. Well, if you are, I would like to invite you to access to one of my free masterclass. Actually, was a live presentation on stage at my mentor Chris Ducker's、uh, annual signature event called Upreno Summit. The presentation is called "The Power of One Framework," and why is this so important? If you like to create a whole lot more impact in the coming year and beyond, you feel like you might hit a plateau in your business, or you have been touring around in the base camp, meaning in the bottom of the mountain that God asks you to conquer. Then this presentation is for you. With all transparency, when you access to that presentation, you will be also added as my VIP list for the coming signature program called the Power of One Framework. It's a mentoring program, and we cannot be more excited about this because we haven't seen anything that this for Christian entrepreneurs just yet. And are you surprised? Actually. Probably not. Why? Because God always likes to show off His wisdom. And what do I mean by that? Four months before that presentation, I was crying out to the Lord, say, "Father, how can we help? How can we get rid of the imposter syndrome? How can we stop the comparison game and shining object syndrome? How can we get as many as your children to the past?" Identity aligned that what you have called them to do create a whole lot more profit, so they have the margin to give more and serve more. So, if you feel resonate with this message, then go to kellybada.com/learn. I will see you there. Hi there! If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment and drop a review on iTunes? It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellyballer.com/forward/slash/review. Again, that's kellyballer.com/forward/slash/review. We really appreciate it, and you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO podcast at www.kellybotter.com.